0: This episode of Excelsior Journeys is sponsored by author Katie Spina. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Sheroy Prepare to Ignite. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. My name is George Soroy, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for over 200 episodes. Still can't believe how far this show has gone, and I hope that you're listening to all of the different shows that the Once Upon a Podcast Network offers. We are all about inspiring, motivating, celebrating, educating, and even rejuvenating Creatives of all types and we have a really exciting show that's going to be starting on Labor Day weekend. It will be the audio sun. It will be audio drama Sunday theater, which is a show that celebrates and even presents audio dramas that are out there. So if you have an audio drama that you would like to present on another platform, by all means, please reach out to me. You can find me at George at he's got it.com. Being a creative these during these times of writer strikes and actor strikes, it's, it's a really fascinating time. You really get to see what everyone is all about creatively and it's something that you really can't take for granted. Um, I know that there are a lot of people that look at that look at AI as the means of replacing people like us, people you know, creatives like us. And that's not the case. That's not. I don't believe that that will happen because there's so much that genuine creatives offer in terms of getting their work out there. And in a lot of cases they can, the work that, that, uh, that we creatives present, they can not only inspire others, but they can also save their own lives. Uh, they can use creativity, their cre- own creative outlets as a means of getting through their own darkness. And, inspire others to get through theirs as well. And that is what my guest this week has done with her poetry. Anastasia Marie Lindsay is a poet who has dealt with so much in terms of her own mental health relationship issues. um, So, so many different, so many different issues that she is able to manifest into this, into this poetry And to get it out there into the world. And her poetry has, in turn, helped to do that for other people. And that is something that I truly celebrate here on Excelsior Journeys. It really is a wonderful asset, um, this, this, this wonderful thing called creativity. And I always look to celebrate that at any occasion. And this is definitely... No different because um, because Anastasia has not only used her poetry to get herself through a whole lot of issues, but has also used it to help others through theirs. And that is something that we will be talking about this week. And it is my pleasure to introduce my guest for this week, Anastasia Marie Lindsay. Anastasia, how are you?
1: How are you? Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here. Uh, Another big shout out to Podmatch. Uh, For those of you who are just getting into podcasting or are looking to be a podcast guest on different shows, you definitely want to sign up at Podmatch.com. And you will find some amazing resources there that will that will help you out in ways that you never would have thought possible. Uh, So and this is not me being paid by Alex or uh, or anyone else associated with Podmatch. um, But it's something that I'm proud to be a part of as well. So um, thank you again for for finding me there and for reaching out and and for being here. I think this is uh, this is going to be a very interesting conversation.
1: I do too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's let's start with the latest project that you have going on because um, you have several books that are out now, correct?
1: Um, I have Ocean that is out. I self-published a book back in 2017, but I took that down because I really kind of want to revamp that book. Oh, so okay. I have one big book that's out. I technically have two books that are published, but my first one is off the market. That mm-hmm. way, I can can kind of change it up a little bit and republish it.
0: Excellent, excellent. But I
1: am working on the audio book for Ocean, which is exciting.
0: Ah, so that's okay. Big project. <laughs> nice, very nice. Now, the funny thing is that there was there was a time, and I, I you may agree with me on this. So I did a. Uh, a seminar a while back for a local writers group here over in St. Louis. And one of the things that I was talking about was the main thing I was talking about was audiobooks. And that was, that was the main topic there. And so my seminar does half of why you should be getting into audiobooks. And then the second half was all the DIY stuff. So in case you want to actually take the plunge and narrate your own work, one of the people that were there. Uh, he is a poet as well. And he was asking about um, asking about how I would do with reading poetry. And yeah. I said the main thing that, that I said, I said, you know, like, that's not for me to do. That is something I believe for the author themselves to do, because Absolutely. the author, the author <laughs> has the rhythm. The author knows exactly what to what to put the emphasis on what not to put the emphasis on and to really, you know, create the sort of cadence that that matches with, with the poet, with yeah. the poem that they're working on. Would you agree with that?
1: I agree. So I have made the decision to narrate my own audio book.
0: Um,
1: I believe that there are a lot of beautiful voices out there. You know, that's not what I was afraid of, but it was what you were talking about. It's like the rhythm and the flow where to mm-hmm. naturally take a pause, you know, like only the author would know that, mm-hmm. you know, so I feel like I could really tap into that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to practice a lot because I'm not familiar with audiobooks, but I know that to give like the reader the full experience mm-hmm. to hear the author's voice, reading the author's poems, and then just like making it one cohesive piece, I feel like is a beautiful thing. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well, that's great. That's yeah. that's terrific. So I'm 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 glad I gave him good advice then. So that's always
1: good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so let's so let's start at the beginning then. Uh, so one of the things that uh, since you you've heard the show and thank you very much for doing so, um, there there is the element that I like to refer to as the lightning bolt moment, and that's that moment in time when you experience something, read something, meet someone, and it just makes you want to point in that direction and say, that's what I want to do. That's the kind of life that I want to lead. That's the kind of person I want to be. So what was it with you and poetry? What was it about that that grabbed you?
1: It was maybe in fifth grade and it was an English class. And Mm -hmm. one of our assignments was to write a poem. I had never wrote a poem before. Neither had my classmates, but it was just something on a whim that she wanted us to tap into. Mm-hmm. So, we all wrote poems and then we all read them out loud. And after class, she pulled me to the side and she was like, You actually have a gift for this. And, oh. you know, being a child, that's a pivotal moment. That's when everything sticks. Things that mm-hmm. are told to you, things that are said to you, they stick. And so that really stuck with me. I was like, Wow, I actually created something beautiful. I did that. I'm a poet. And mm-hmm. she's like, I encourage you to keep writing and we can work together. And so that I've never stopped Whoa. since that moment. That is a lightning bolt moment.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. That is awesome. That's always that's always just an amazing feel. It's so validating when you get that sort of response from your teacher telling you that you know, like you have something here. You gotta, you know, keep going with it.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> Kudos to all the teachers out there because you're making lasting great impact on children these days. My teacher sure did, so it's really important to have that.
0: Absolutely, yeah, aim, amen to that. my My twelfth grade uh, drama, uh, my twelfth grade English teacher, Mrs. Witten, was the same way. She wanted to. But, our assignment was to keep a journal and we had to basically just um, every week turn in this journal and she would take a look at it and offer comments and everything. And it was a really fun thing to do. And one of the things that I was mentioning in my journal entry for my second week or so that I was doing this was mm-hmm. I was wondering what I was going to do with this group of characters that I had created. And I was just wondering, just like, should I stop it here? Should I move on to something else? And should I keep, plugging away at them. You know, like, I'm not sure really what to do with these And she writes back saying, I want to know about these characters. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And so the next journal entry was pages and pages and pages of all this, in, all this big info dump of all these characters that I'd been working with for over at that point, almost 10 years. And so, you know, I mean, this is going all the way back to grade school and she wrote back saying, I love this. You got to keep going with it. And she actually wound up giving me like two extra points of credit um, because of those characters. And that got me <laughs> exempt from taking my final exam. So oh, you know, big, kudos! Yeah, big, big kudos to, to, to my teacher there for, you know, for giving me that, that extra validation and for something I can tell my mother that, you know, like, Hey, those stupid characters, you kept on telling me I was wasting my time on, well, they yeah. got me except for my final exam. So, ha. You know, exactly. That was- my
1: teacher's invested in these characters now. So. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so you were able to take that. Did you start uh, working on your poetry at that age or was it something that you kind of um, would pick at from time to time over the years?
1: Yeah, I've grown into my poetry. After that moment, I was just writing poems because I was like, I can do this. Yeah. So I was writing poems for birthdays and celebrations and for all my teachers. I just was like fully immersed in the opportunity to write poetry. And then oh, as wonderful. I grew older, yeah, I was I began using it as an outlet. It was mm-hmm. just really wonderful how that happened because I started writing poetry just to write it. And then as I grew older, it really became one of my outlets. If I was going through something or processing something, poetry was the only way I knew how to release what I was feeling and struggling with. So that way I wasn't carrying it all up here. I just wrote it all onto my paper and then I would suddenly feel better. So I've grown into the role of poetry where it Mm -hmm. was like fun and exciting and then it was healing. And now I'm like taking every life experience I've had and turning it into poetry.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Now, yeah. one of the things that really connected with with me when you reached out and talked about your, about your poetry and the things that you've done was how it got you through a whole lot of darker issues. Yeah. And um, are you able to share a little bit about how that helped you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, it's been an outlet. It's been very healing. Mm -hmm. If you think about all of your emotions that, you know, us as humans keep pent up sometimes, like anger and frustration and sadness, we kind of feel like those are negative experiences that we need to suppress. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: that's what I did. I suppressed my sadness and my tears and any frustration that I was feeling because Mm -hmm. I felt as if I couldn't release those feelings because I was afraid of what maybe people would think or who would see me this way so I would tap into my poetry I would cry it all out I would get frustrated Mm. I would get angry and I would pour all of those feelings onto my paper Mm. that way no one else had to see me go through those those ugly moments but I like to tell people too that we're all human And emotions is part of the human experience. Mm. So we have to work on not suppressing those. So if you have a creative outlet, that's a beautiful thing because you can take those emotions and pour it into your art and your poetry and your music or whatever creative outlet that you do. So that was my way of no longer suppressing things because Mm -hmm. they can lay deep into your soul And that creates a whole bunch of unhappiness, feelings of unworthiness. It can really play with your mental health. So I knew that I needed to conjure up everything that I was suppressing and find a way to turn it and make it beautiful and heal from that as well.
0: Well, That's great. Yeah. And what was that feeling of getting that first poem down that that, that had you tapping into everything that you were dealing with?
1: like it's a mixture of things and it all happened simultaneously it's like the biggest weight was lifted off my shoulder but also that I had just taken my first breath of air after being you know buried so deep it's like experiencing those both at the same time no longer having weight on my shoulders and taking in that first breath of air into my lungs Mm. and I was like that is something that I wish others could experience too because yeah. I know that there's other people out there in the world who are walking around with such heaviness, like I have. Mm-hmm. I really want people to experience that new breath of air and that weight lifted off their shoulders too.
0: Oh, that's amazing! That's amazing. So, um, when when that was done, you had you had that experience. You got to basically like stand a little taller, almost. You know, just kind of uh-huh. you're, you're you're taking you're taking your energy back. Yes. By, by doing that. And so was that your impetus to just keep on going with that and just realize like, Ooh, I have something here that needs to be, that needs to be, um, that needs to be addressed more.
1: Absolutely. Um, there's no destination to healing. So I knew that even though that was a big pivotal moment, there's still a lot of things that I've suppressed over the years. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of things that I haven't touched on or covered yet And I can in my own time. So Mm -hmm. that's another message for people is take your time with your healing. You don't have to just open up the box and dive deep into everything, but take little snippets at a time and experience your own moments of fresh breath. And when you feel like you're ready, you can move on to the next thing. So for me, it was like pain and heartbreak and the The trauma that we experience, and so I was just taking little pieces at a time, and I would write a poem, and maybe I felt like a little bit of relief in that moment. But I knew that Mm -hmm. that was a topic that I needed to go back and visit once in a while to to really tap into the healing that was needed for that time. Yeah. So I believe that that is what has gotten me through is knowing that healing is necessary. We owe Mm -hmm. it to ourselves to heal. And we all have the power to heal, however you tap into that creatively.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I I totally, totally agree with that. That, (laughs) And so so when you were working on these particular poems, obviously were much more personal than the ones you had before. Did you did you wait on letting those out? Were you holding on to them? Is it was it something where you just felt like you know these poems are for me, or was there or was there another um was there another motive was it just a matter of thinking that whatever I'm going through it's it's a good it's a good chance that a lot of other people are going through it as well, and maybe this can help them.
1: Yeah, that one. So yeah. I am able to kind of tap into the energy of the earth and just collectively see what's what's like, what's the energy of everyone here on earth? Mm-hmm. What are people experiencing? What are some of the things that people are going through that they're not talking about? And so mm-hmm. that was the theme that was presented to me because I do meditation Mm -hmm. And as I was closing my eyes, I'm like, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done. There are people that are longing for healing. They just don't know where to start. They're there. They're ready. They're committed to this healing, but they don't know where to start. So I'm like, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to tell my story. I'm Mm -hmm. going to embrace vulnerability. And I'm going to talk about some of the hard things that I went through. And Mm -hmm. once my book reaches the world, I hope it gives people the power to start their own healing journey, to tell their stories, to see that they're not alone. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of how my book was birthed. It was knowing that this is a scary part of my story, telling my story. But in order for me to do that, I know that I need to show up and be okay with that. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: other people will see that. And they can start their healing journey as well.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. And that really plays into my main theme for this month of Excelsior Journeys. It's you are not alone. And so I think that's it's, it's a wonderful thing. Just so, so happens that everyone that I've that I've interviewed um, you know, this this month has shares that that element um, of you are not alone. And this is, this is a beautiful way, you know, like way to express that. I think that's, that's wonderful. So it's amazing how, how things can just kind of fall into place. You know, I love it. The way that they do. <laughs> so
1: yeah. I call it divine timing.
0: <laughs> it really is. It it really is. And there, there's no getting around that. Like that's, that's <laughs> something that, uh, that just kind of falls in the, the way that, the way that it does. When I was first putting this month's a batch of interviews together. It, it was obviously had a, a string of very strong creatives, but then, like the more I was talking with everyone, the more I realized, like, ooh, this person, you know, it, it has it like this, and this person shares it like this, and this, you know, and um, that's that's a wonderful thing. It's uh, and the these are the sort of things that that just happen. You can't yes. really. You, you, can't, <laughs> you can plan for them, but, you know, like, but then it, it'll it'll find a way of of really manifesting itself in a really cool way. So
1: exactly. And I love it. I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So the so um so you had the 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 all these different poems that are out there, were you publishing them in different publications or was it, uh, you know, different uh, different things through your own website? What was your. What was your means of getting it out there at first?
1: Yeah, so I would post on Instagram. That's really where most of my poems are. Okay. Um, I would kind of share them out on Facebook or other platforms like TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. But when I compiled my book, I was waiting to share those poems because they needed to be read as like a collective, you oh, know, nice. because it's a three part series. We have Deep Waters which Mm -hmm. talks about the deepness of healing, my own healing story, the process of healing, and some of my stories. And then there Mm -hmm. was waiting, which is like the in-between. Like things are getting better, but I'm still experiencing things or getting triggered once in a while. Mm -hmm. And then we have the shore, which is all things love. So I did that intentionally. I wanted the readers to end at a place of love. No matter where they are in their journey, they at least can tap into the frequency of love. They can experience love through poetry, and then they can maybe create their own love story, whether it's love for themselves, for the world, or a partner if they have one. So I intentionally finished with that. And so it's, it's to be read as a cohesive piece. So I didn't necessarily share those poems until Ocean was done.
0: Nice. And so so tell us a little bit bit about Ocean itself.
1: So Ocean is my book of healing. That's the little tagline that I call it. Um, It is deeply therapeutic. It's for readers of all ages, sizes, colors, races. If you are looking for healing in any way, Ocean is perfect. It will help you initiate your own healing journey. Mm -hmm. Even though some of the poems in there might be deeper in nature as we are doing our healing, Mm -hmm. I intentionally placed pages called lighthouse pages throughout ocean. And if you think about lighthouse, it's that symbol of help and safety. Mm -hmm. So lighthouse pages are completely separate from poetry. It's where the Mm -hmm. reader can meditate, say affirmations. I've got journal prompts. It's reminders to tap into their bodies, see how they're feeling, drink water, breathe, Mm -hmm. relax. And so I wanted that to be a way I connected to the reader. You know, if they're spread out throughout the world, I obviously can't talk to every single person. But that was my way of letting them know, hey, if you just read a poem that is a little hard to process, go to a lighthouse page where you can tap back into your body, relax, take a drink of water, breathe, mm-hmm. and kind of experience what you're feeling. Don't yeah. suppress it and know that I know how you're feeling. You are not alone. Mm-hmm. And this lighthouse page is a page of safety for you. So it's a deeply
0: healing book. <laughs> that's wonderful. I love that. Thank I you. I love that. That's so that's make create such a great um, interactive element yeah. that not many books would have like that. Thank
1: you. <laughs> you know, that's
0: that's that's terrific. I think that's that's um that's incredibly smart and um that sounds like something that a book club would really would really gravitate toward.
1: Yeah. That's next up is to see if there's any book clubs out there that mm-hmm. would love to use my book as like a healing, you know, you come back to a book club and you answer questions and you talk about things Mm -hmm. that would be perfect for people to talk about what they experienced, Mm -hmm. um, how it made them feel. If there was a poem that stood out to them or was similar to their story, there's a lot of talking prompts that could come from reading ocean, which Mm -hmm. goes back to, they're no longer suppressing things they're talking about them, which is getting that energy out. Right. So yeah, that would be beautiful.
0: (laughs) So that actually just, uh, you know, just, um prompted another idea, you know, really? Um, have you done any sort of like live readings of your poems and had some lighthouse pages available for people to to take?
1: readings once in a while. Um, I have had people respond greatly to the lighthouse pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a few people that didn't know what affirmations were, and so when they were reading the affirmations, they said that they could feel that energy in their body. like, I am beautiful. And I am healing. I am strong. So they really responded well to just affirmations, which is something anybody can do. You yeah. don't need any resources or tools. You can just speak them to yourself. So I made sure the lighthouse pages were something that anybody in the world could do.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. That, that, is, that is so great. <laughs> and it's these sort of tools that are, that are out there in, in the world that are, going to, that are going to help so many people. And so that, that's something that I, you know, truly celebrate here. So I'm so glad that you're doing that. Uh, you. <laughs> what when, when did you have the idea to put, uh, put those kinds of pages in there?
1: I feel like it was under the meditative state as well. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. always looking to dive deeper and tap in deeper to my emotions.
0: Mm-hmm. I said,
1: how can I make this book really stand out? really reach people, really let people know that they are seen and heard. There's a lot of books out there that do that. I've read books that made me feel warm and comfortable. I said, how can I take that extra step to really know, let the reader know that I am there for them and that they aren't alone and that I do care for their safety and their healing journey. And Mm -hmm. it was like a light bulb moment where it's like inserts I just like heard the word inserts I'm like insert pages that are completely separate from poetry
0: mm-hmm. yeah where
1: I'm just talking to you as the reader wherever you are in the world and so I wanted to keep it ocean themed and I was mm-hmm. like well I thought about seashells because they're light and playful and everyone likes to collect them
0: mm-hmm. I was
1: like no go deeper than that and so then I thought of the lighthouse <laughs>
0: Genius. I love it. Yeah. I, th- Thank I think you. that's a, that's a such a great little element there.
1: Thank and,
0: you. <laughs> um so throughout throughout the book, are there just different lighthouse sections or is it one big lighthouse section at the end?
1: Yeah, they're split out throughout the book. So you nice. for every 20 pages or maybe 30 pages, I'll just randomly put one in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. It might land exactly when someone needs that page. Mm-hmm. And it might not, but I, I didn't necessarily do, okay, there's page 20. I'm going to put it there. It kind of was just a random thing that I threw in there whenever I felt like there needed to be one. Yeah. That way the reader could have that full experience after reading a poem. They might flip and be like, oh, my gosh, I needed this page. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to put too much thought strategically into where to put them. Mm -hmm. Just so it could be as random as possible and be that especially unique for whoever needed that page at that time.
0: That's great. And when you mentioned before that you had a self-published book that was out in 2017. And so um, what was the experience putting that one together?
1: That one, I feel like I was just so caught up in wanting to be a published author that that's all it was. It was Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of random poems that I had wrote, and I put them all together into a book, and I just put it out there. I used Amazon's service. Mm -hmm. I didn't have it edited or really formatted. I just threw it together and was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm a published author now, but as I've grown and learned and taken classes and creative creatively had a shift. I'm like, I need to take that book back. Those poems are still beautiful and are still very valid, but I Mm -hmm. need to create it with more intention. Mm -hmm. You know, there needs to be more intention in that book. So I plan to revamp it and, and republish it. And it will definitely have more intention other than just putting it together (laughs)
0: excellent excellent so and then it was a few years later that's when you found a publisher for Mm -hmm. oceans correct
1: yes Yes. yeah atmosphere press they were amazing yeah I had total creative control so creatives love to hear that you know
0: wow that's every vision
1: yeah every vision that I had was not turned away I didn't have to shy from saying what I wanted I gave them ideas and then they would put something together for me, but they never said, Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Or what about this instead? Mm -hmm. And if they did, they left that completely up to me, whether I wanted to do that or not. So total creative control, um, very communicative and very friendly and helpful. So I feel like ocean was in the best hands with them.
0: Oh, great. And are they, uh, are they a publisher of other poetry?
1: Yeah, other poetry, other stories, they, um, they don't shy away from genres. You just submit your manuscript. If they mm-hmm. like it and accept you, then you get the ball rolling, and they have a whole team. You work with different people from editing to proofreading to mm-hmm. interior design to the cover, all creative control.
0: Excellent. Excellent. That's, that's really good news there. And then so one, so once the whole process was complete, you got to work with them. You got to. Um, they they had suggestions, though. Correct. You know, like they were able to bring in some yes. some of their some of their expertise on this. So, um
1: it as well. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's a great idea. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so so they so they go th- so you go through this whole process with them, and at the end of the day, there is your finished book in your hands. Now. Obviously it's a different kind of feeling than the self published book. It's always good to hold that self published book in your hands. It's always an amazing feeling. But my <laughs> my experience has been when someone else is investing in you, then it, it just feels different. It feels like a little bit more validating in a sense. Absolutely. And, and with a lot of, you know, with a lot of, you know, self published authors, and I'm not denigrating in the indie publishers at all. Um, I've gone, I've, I've been down that road a few times with my own, with my own works. Um, But the great thing about, uh, and, and the great thing about that is that, you know, like you get that validation from your readers. So that validation comes from somewhere. It's either from your readers that are investing their money in your books or the publisher who is investing their time and money in what you want to put out there.
1: Absolutely. And you brought up a good point, because when I submitted my manuscript, there's like a 50-50 moment there where it's like, I know I have something good. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, I hope they like it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, and they don't accept every manuscript. So um, when I sent my manuscript in, I knew that there was a chance that maybe it wouldn't be accepted. Mm -hmm. But I got the call and the editor at the time was just really speaking life into my book and he was telling me everything that he experienced from my book and I remember I was in my car at the time and I just started crying because wow. it was a different feeling of validation like wow it's not like oh I liked your book it was your book made me feel this and your book created this in me and it yeah. made me want to do x y and z and I was just like overwhelmed I was like breathing but crying yeah. <laughs> you know that the, just yeah. the flood of emotions
0: Mm -hmm. just letting it it all out yeah
1: I was letting it all out it is that different feeling of validation Mm
0: -hmm. and now
1: that ocean is out there into the world I've been getting reviews back um literary titan (laughs) midwest book review Kirkus Wow. all five-star reviews and it just hits differently when you know that your book is out there creating impact yeah it is it just it's a different feeling
0: (laughs) have you heard from readers at all
1: Yes, I have heard from readers. So the thing about the readers is even though my book is designed to be healing, mm-hmm. I've heard almost every different response that I could. Oh, how great. it's yeah, how it's making them feel or how they've initiated their self-healing journey. A lot of people have gotten into journaling now because of Ocean. Really? Because of the journal prompts that I have in there, it's kind of sparked their own journaling process. So even without the prompts in my book, they're mm-hmm. like, I've just started journaling now, and that's my way of releasing. So it's just really interesting to see and hear all of the different experiences that people are having. And I have a grounding exercise in Ocean where mm-hmm. I teach them about grounding and just planting your feet and being very calm and centered. And now that for some of my readers, that's the first thing they do in the morning. They do their grounding exercise. So, you know, it's healing, but it's Mm -hmm. also really enlightening to see that people are journaling and they're grounding now because of ocean. Oh, that's wonderful. That's
0: wonderful. Is there, is there a particular type of grounding exercise you'd be able to share here?
1: Absolutely. So this one is very simple. It's the most common one, but it's my favorite is going outside if you can. So Mm -hmm. it's hot where I live now. We're deep into the summer. I'll go outside (laughs) and plant my feet into the grass and I close my eyes and Mm -hmm. I just tap into what's around me, listening Mm -hmm. to the birds chirping, feeling the breeze across my face, or maybe Feeling of the grass tickle my feet. And then once I'm kind of grounded and centered, I will imagine that there are roots growing mm-hmm. from the bottom of my feet. And I will visualize the roots going deeper and deeper down all of the earth's layers.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it just goes deeper and deeper. And you're just imagining these roots growing deep into the earth yeah. until you reach the very core.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then once you reach the core, Your roots come all the way back up and up and up. And as you're visualizing these roots going down and up, you can do that as many times as you want. But you will naturally begin to feel your body soften and relax. And suddenly you're not worried about what's happening or what's going on at your neighbor's house. You're just like, wow, I feel really good. And it's something simple. And if you kind of live where it's cold or there's snow or ice on the ground, you can do that inside too. Yeah. Just put your feet on the floor and imagine that the roots are going through the floor of your house and down into earth's core and then right back up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just imagine like roots of a tree just going deep into the ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. I love that. So, um, so, so, when Oceans was finished, mm-hmm. um, it was all finished, you had the book in your hands and everything, um, were you able to get the books the, the book into stores?
1: My book is not in stores. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble website. I'm mm-hmm. working on getting it into stores, like maybe some local bookstores. Mm-hmm. Um You know, I've got a list of stores. I definitely want to try for Barnes and Noble or at least do like an author reading there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's next up is reaching out to bookstores. I have done author readings at Mm -hmm. a few bookstores already, and those are really fun.
0: Yeah. You're
1: at the perfect place. People are there to come buy books. And so doing those, I've actually sold books. Um, So that's wonderful, too. But yeah, I, I really would love to be in bookstores. Um, just I want Ocean to be out there into the world making waves.
0: <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I can definitely I can definitely offer some uh, some advice you know, and everything after after we're, we're finished oh, here, because uh, there's um, I've worked at Barnes and Noble for, you know, for quite a few months um, you know, before before I got my previous job. Um, that was um, that that was kind of my it was my life raft. For, for a period so that was uh, I learned so much in such a short amount of time and I I it, it allowed my books to have some exposure that I never would have thought possible so
1: I would that would be very thankful for your advice
0: <laughs> yeah so so say there is someone out there that has these sort of feelings that has that knows that there is something in them, they need to get it out. They desperately need to get it out. Um, what, would, what would you say would be the first step that they should make when it comes to um, getting their, tapping into their creative self?
1: So I would say the first thing that came to my mind is if there's any fear, acknowledge mm-hmm. that fear, but don't let it stop you from taking that next step. Mm -hmm. And then for that next step is maybe ask for any help or assistance or any guidance from somebody that you trust. Mm -hmm. Um, That's okay. I think a lot of people are even afraid to ask for help. So it's letting go of that fear. Acknowledge that the fear is there, but don't let it be so strong that it stops you. Mm -hmm. And then accepting and knowing that it is okay to ask for help. That's why we're all here. We're supposed to help each other. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, whether people agree with me or not, but we're not supposed to do things alone. You mm-hmm. know, if that's the case, then we would just be a one man world. We're st- we're supposed to help each other out yeah. and we're supposed to work yeah. as a village. Yeah. So know that I wrote ocean, but I had lots of help. I had support from my family. I had guidance from friends. I reached out to my mentor. I had help and I mm-hmm. asked for help. Or if you're feeling stuck, reach out and just start embracing your vulnerability. It's Mm -hmm. going to be scary and it might be uncomfortable, but there's nothing more rewarding than stepping outside of your comfort zone and not allowing yourself to be stuck. Mm -hmm. So if you're ready for change and you're ready to create movement and you're ready to tap into this creative part of yourself, Mm
0: -hmm. the first
1: part is to don't let fear win and reach out for help however you can, whether it's sending emails to someone that you don't know, that you're inspired by, someone that you trust, or reaching into the guidance of your own inner self and asking your body, what do I need to do? Because believe it or not, your body has answers too, and it will respond to you if you tap into the quietness of yourself and just close your eyes and say, what do I need to do? What is that next big step? And maybe see if there's an answer that comes up. So definitely try those things, be willing and have an open mind as well, because you might come up with an answer that you're like, I'm not sure I want to do that, but mm-hmm. it might just be the thing that you need to do.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And yeah, that definitely also, um, you know, that, that, that also includes reaching out to a podcast. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Reach out to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So where can, where can my listeners find you on social media?
1: Instagram is Anna Marie poetry. It's a N a Mm -hmm. Marie poetry. My Facebook is summer solace summer, like the season solace Mm -hmm. S O L A C E. And that's holistic healing and poetry. Mm -hmm. And my book is available on Amazon ocean by Anastasia Lindsay. So there's lots of ways to reach me out there
0: wonderful wonderful and just like uh, anastasia said this world is meant for you to not be alone in because just and you said it perfectly if if it was then we would just be a one-person world and we see that a lot i've noticed on throughout all of all of uh, a lot of social media users everyone thought that things like social media would unite us and create like one big world. And instead it's created a whole like millions and millions of tiny little worlds. And uh, what Anastasia said is, is, is perfect. We are not meant to be alone here. This. And once we all realize that the sooner that we can actually begin the process of connecting or reconnecting with other people, and that's where collaboration comes in. That's where, that, that's where um, co- connection comes in. That's where so much wonderful creativity just starts stirring as soon as people start working together on things. That has been the main topic throughout this whole month. And Anastasia and her journey, that's a perfect representation of that. You are not alone. Remember, you are, you are enough, you are beautiful, you are good, and your work out there is ready to be heard. So for Anastasia Lindsay, this is George Roy saying to all of you, Ever Upward, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com/podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.